Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. My name is David. Hi, David. I'm Zach. Hi, Zach. I'm David. And <laughs> hello, listeners and viewers. Uh, we are the Star Companion Podcast. Yes, the premiere. Still the premiere. I maintain personally, and I know Zach does as well. I do. Uh, the premiere Star Trek fan podcast. And um, the name of our game is reviewing each episode by star date of the Star Trek canon. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? What sets us apart, though? What's that? What sets us apart? Um, well, we do have faith of the heart. This is um, true. We, you're, also, uh, you're also very handsome. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. You are. Well, thanks, dude. So are you. Oh. I've always said that you're the handsomest guy this side of the Alpha Quadrant. Oh, well, you know what? I think you're the handsomest man in the Alpha Quadrant as well. Oh, thanks. Look at us. We're just uh, people's most handsome people in the Alpha Quadrant weekly. That's right. And also, you know, the straightest um, people as well. The straightest <laughs> reviewers of Star Trek episodes. Uh, anyways, before this fizzles out. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, <laughs> we uh, we tackle Star Trek by Stardate. And we're in the middle of Star Trek Enterprise Season 1. This episode is Episode 18, Rogue Planet, Stardate Unknown. Pretty much smack dab in the middle of, of Season 1, Episode 18, Star uh, Enterprise, like Zach said. Anyways. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. We're almost done with the season, actually. I think there's 23 or 26 episodes, man. And now we are into the episodes which I have not seen yet, so this is exciting. Oh, this is the first one? This is the first one, yeah. And what it is. My God. What, what a doozy. An absolute egg. <laughs> Rogue Planet might be the single dumbest fucking present premise Ugh. I've ever had the pleasure of watching and then discussing and reviewing afterwards. It was it was quite <clears throat> awful. Um I hesitate to say that because I don't want to come off as a hater. I know a lot of well, other no. I don't. I don't think you are, man. We've Thanks. been reviewing 
Star Trek Enterprise 18 episodes in with full-on love for the most part outside of the one episode when they get trapped in the cave. Yeah, that one's um, kind of bullshit, too. You know, um, this episode... Oh, it's a It's a duck, bro. <laughs> it is. Like, the premise of a planet going rogue, breaking from its orbit, no fucking way. Yeah, and um, also having vegetation on it. Um, no fucking way! Grass what? and trees and, and, and palm fronds and ferns, things that all require light. Maybe um, if it was a mushroom planet. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Um, and, you know, we do, we do get to see those thermal vents uh, that allegedly provide heat and light for the planet, but it's not substantial enough to have that much vegetation on the planet. I'm just going to say that right now. As a, as, a, uh, as a person who's taken at least three semesters of biology, I can tell you that I don't oh, think that's shit. possible. That's a lot of biology, bro. It is. It's not possible. This episode's no. premise is dumb. It is. A, a mystery uncharted planet that even the Vulcans didn't know about that broke fucking orbit. So it broke science and broke fucking all records. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not yeah, having I, it. And I want to know, you know, was... So when this when this planet broke away, did it already have life forms on it? Did it already have vegetation? Like, was that all around when when it went away from the sun? And then here we are at least what... Well... He says at some point that they've been coming to the to planet for nine generations. So I don't know how long those guys live to be. So that's probably about so at least 4,000 years, maybe, right? Yeah. 400, 450 years. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if they're at least living it to be 100 years old, then they've been coming to that planet for about 450 years to 500 years. If it's it, a long time to not be near a sun and have that much vegetation still left. It's much bullshit, dude. Yeah. Um, but to give you a little synopsis of this episode, um, whilst traveling the cosmos, um, the Enterprise stumbles upon a rogue planet uh, that's broken out of orbit, like we said. And um, so Enterprise, they, they scan the planet. They find that there's some life forms on it. Um, <coughs> no humanoids. Um, but they do find a ship, and they attempt to hail this ship, and uh, they don't receive any response. So what do they do? Archer, Reed, Paul, and Hoshi descend in a shuttle pod and set out to find the ship's inhabitants. Yeah. Um, so, I think the highlight of this episode is, you know, CBS is really getting its fucking use out of those REI tents they bought. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Space tents. I've never seen... I mean, you know, it makes you wonder. You think tent technology is going to go go very far in the next 100 years? I, yeah, 150, 130 years? I imagine the technology will at least be that tents will be able to build themselves. Um, I'm those, into that. Those tents don't look like they build themselves. Those tents look like they have to get this, the little spikes out and bend the little black yeah <laughs> and feed them through with the string and then attach them to the to the plastic hooks too yeah yeah and um you know god forbid there's rain you know if you didn't put the rain fly on um 
I, I, I do think tent technology is going to progress in the future, but it's going to far surpass what they have in this fucking episode. <laughs> These yawns are indicative of this episode. Yeah. So, anyways, they, they get to the planet. They find uh, this group of about four dudes. They call themselves the Eska, and um, they reveal that they've been coming to hunt the wildlife on this planet for over nine generations. And um, Reed offers to join in on one of their hunts and they they agree they kind of mock him a little bit but they're like yeah come along with the fellas we're gonna go have ourselves a good old hunting hunting night it came off like they thought he was like a gay britishman yeah (laughs) and they're like american bros yeah (laughs) you know and so that's the whole thing it's like this episode is you know a take on hunting as a bad thing hunting sentient life Mm -hmm. you know and it's like okay if you're hunting dolphins sure that's not very cool right and i guess that's the point they're making but i i don't think in 2001 we had the uh remember the dolphin documentary oh the the no i don't i never saw it oh you never watched it no, is it the Blackfish oh one about Shamu? No, I didn't watch Blackfish, no. Oh. You never it's saw it, that, dude? Shut up, dude. It's, um, it was one about a Japanese bay. Dolphin Cove? Something Cove. Okay. Watch it. If you're, if you're into a cry, Google Dolphin Documentary in Japan, and you will definitely cry. I cried my ass off. I'll check it out. Um, but it's like, yeah, okay, how many people are hunting dolphins? So, the fact that the premise of this episode is sort of an anti-hunting story. Right. It comes off, like, a little disingenuous, but it's it's just unnecessary. It is, yeah. It's an empty plot line. Well, and they go about it in just a very ham-handed way. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they descend on the planet. They only have the night vision single goggle. Right, and then like Reed is like astounded that they have infrared technology. It's like, you guys don't have infrared technology, and you're flying around the fucking universe in a goddamn ship, and you don't have shit to detect like thermal mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and number two, they go down to the planet without wearing any any like suits. You know, it's like they're just they're just gonna wing it. It's like you guys didn't learn from that episode where you went to the cave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just gonna throw caution to the wind and be like, Yeah, we'll make it out there. It'll, I mean it might be crazy, but we'll just put these little headsets on and and determine their power level. That's the it. only time they ever use that headset, by the way. Is it really? That looks like something that would have been in like the Enterprise uh action figure. Yeah. Uh, set. Yeah, you well, know, they the get a Mal- Malcolm Reed action figure huntings. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, there were just some, like, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think the Eagle Scouts hang on into the 22nd century? I don't. And I think it's so funny that Archer gets emasculated by Reed. (laughs) Yeah, the, the whole thing here is, is like... This episode is such a weird conundrum of... Reminds me of Yellowstone. Right? You know? I was an Eagle Scout. You know, it's like, come on, man. (laughs) 
And then, of course, fucking Archer has a vision and decides to get way too fucking involved. Yeah. I understand this is Enterprise and this is pre-all the Prime Directive rules, but the captain needs to stop going on away missions. Yeah, he does. He gets way too excited. (laughs) You know, I, I love Dad, but... Dad's a risk, dude. He really... <laughs> that guy's a fucking wild card, man. You don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Dad hops in his Chevy with his fucking... His map from, from like, the 1970s, and he just sees, like, we're gonna wing it. It's like, but, Dad, we have GPS, and we have smartphones. Eh, it's okay. I got a Thomas Guide. It's fine. Thomas so, Guide never let me go wrong. Yeah, know? that's what it was, the Thomas Guide. <laughs> like... So... Basically, long story short, they find out that these guys are on this planet hunting these shape-shifting slugs. And uh, one of these shape-shifting slugs appears to Archer as a, as a beautiful woman, uh, tells him that they're, that, that they're in danger. And, um, you know, Archer kind of gathers that, that these Eska are here to hunt them. And so mm-hmm. he goes back to the Enterprise as Dr. Flox invent this chemical that camouflages these slugs, goes back down to the to the surface. The Eshka are kinda kinda like shake their fist at him. You know, like, oh, you disrupted our hunt, and they kinda just fuck off. And then the slug lady comes back and, and thanks Archer. And I really wanted him to kiss the slug lady because I wanted Dad to kiss a slug, but um Yeah, and have some like love residue. Yeah. <laughs> Just like like a Futurama episode, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but she she basically just uh, thanks him and uh, departs, and and that's about that. You know, I, when when he runs away from the group, and they're like, "What are you doing out here, Cap?" Huh? Just I'm taking some scans. <laughs> just but taking a whiz. Eagle Scout boy can't even fucking lie. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So I had a thought in this episode. Mm-hmm. What if, what if it's not an anti-hunting episode, mm-hmm. but it's actually about dad has a masturbation problem. Okay. <laughs> you know, easily yeah. excited. He gets emasculated pretty quick. Right. And then, you know, then he kind of like sneaks around and he kind of likes the thrill of doing it when no one knows, you know? Yeah. I'm just taking some scans. You know? To Paul, I gotta go find her again. You want me to come with you? No. I want to do it alone. Don't. What are you doing here? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Told you it needed some time. And everyone just kind of entertains him. Like, even Dr. Flox is in on it. Because <laughs> it's like some mental health thing. Everyone I love knows. That. Yeah. This episode just became ten times more interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, on a second watch of all these episodes, I'm like... What if it's about masturbation? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because these the the bros, you know, mm-hmm. they uh, they 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 love masturbation. You know, and that's why they, they go to this planet. They got to leave their females alone. Yeah, as the Frankie say, they got to come out here just them, so they can masturbate in peace. Because there's this like quasi Greek gay community. There that's is wh- that's that's why they come here. And they kind of throw out, too, when Archer says that he sees the woman. They're like, hey, if you find another one, bring her back here. Right, guys? Clink, clink. You know, but really, they're like, don't bring any women back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. And, like, you know, um, 
I love this angle. This is great. <coughs> because Archer's ashamed of his masturbation addiction, which is why when they bring up hunting, he goes, hunting went out of style on Earth 100 years ago. Doesn't mean we don't appreciate your hospitality. That's right. And it's like, whoa, Dad. Okay. I can dig what you dudes are into here. Yeah, yeah. Dad's definitely picking up what they're throwing down, man. You know? What are the chances you encounter a half-naked woman out there? You know? Probably no. You, the woman you probably know light years away from your planet. But in his brain, when he closes his eye and he's jerking off, Dad imagines this woman. Interesting. That's what's going on here. And there's some sort of chemical that the slugs emit. He jerks off to that poem that he talks that, about. Yeah, yeah, that increases this masturbation drive. I love this um, angle. This episode is so fucking stupid. It really that is. That's where my mind went. I was like, how can I make this interesting? Yeah, well, and, and you know what? That would kind of explain why that one Eska guy gets attacked when he goes on that first hunt. Is like, you know, they suck at hunting because they never hunt. You know, <laughs> so yeah. he goes out on his first hunt, you know, just, you know, because it reads there. He's like, oh, shit, we got to entertain this fucking British guy. Uh-huh. And they so go they out have to and pretend he, to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes out and gets attacked. Yeah. I, I totally see it, man. I totally see it. Thanks, man. And that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff you're going to get here <laughs> on the Star companion. companion. Well, I was trying to think of an angle to make this interesting as well. And, um, I thought, you know, Rogue Rogue Planet, um, it is 2019, and I wanted to ask you, have you seen that movie, The Wandering, the Wandering Earth? The Wandering Earth? So, while you're looking it up, I'll give you a little background on it. It's a, um, it's a sci-fi movie that came out in China, and it's based on a novel by this uh, Chinese uh, science, science fiction writer. Oh my god. But basically, I think it's one of the most expensive movies ever produced. Um, even more expensive than Avengers Endgame. Is this on Netflix? Yeah, it is on Netflix. Oh my god, I'm going to add it to my list right now. Yeah, Continue. you should. It's it's pretty... I mean, it's kind of long. It's like two hours. But basically, the premise of it is that the, the sun goes supernova and becomes a, a red giant. And so Earth has to fuck off before the red giant you know, reaches uh So is Earth. this in the future? Yeah, this is in the future. And um, so what they do is all of humanity comes together and develops these giant thrusters that they place at certain parts on the on the Earth. And they thrust Earth like a spaceship out of orbit of the sun. And, and everybody's forced to go live underground. But there's also a space station that's kind of leading the way for Earth to follow huh. where, where some of the scientists are to observe and make sure it's not fucking up um it's really interesting movie um i saw probably about half of it i kind of got sick of it it kind of it kind of goes at certain points like it just drags um and you can kind of see how it's going to end so i cut it short but um i think that is a more interesting rogue planet idea you know because eventually we are agree yeah eventually there is going to be a point where the sun goes supernova i mean it's going to happen probably after we die um for sure after we die and i think i mean for a long time as a kid i i thought and i thought for a long time like why aren't humans like putting a lot of effort into traveling into space because at some point we're gonna need to Mm -hmm. 
and I think that's been a source of, of a lot of uh, of my frustration with 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 other humans why why I generally hate most people <laughs> I think that's definitely carried over from my childhood <laughs> <laughs> but that this movie kind of uh, examines that a little bit and I would highly suggest it to you and highly suggest it to anybody who hasn't seen it yet it's at least it's worth at least the first hour of watching because it's an interesting okay. concept and for those of you that do watch it you know send us an email yeah and and, and oh go ahead oh i think you know where you're going so go ahead no, please you got it <laughs> and i was gonna say and if uh if you feel so inclined uh send us a buck or two on our patreon and let us know if <laughs> if you want us to review the movie we'll review it i'll review the shit out of that one dude so okay, okay. all we need is three dollars and we will Zach's review up Danny. He's up two Danny. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs movies and one Chinese most expensive movie ever made. That's right. That is a better take on this absolutely ass Star Trek Enterprise episode. That's right. Have you got anything further, Mi Amigo? Not really. I mean, at a certain point in the episode, they, they mentioned that there's... Um, the only the only things that inhabit the planet are like pigs, wolves, and large reptiles. And I'm just like, really, large reptiles? They're cold blooded. They need fucking sun. You know, you don't find reptiles in it. In nah, fucking... bro, they got geothermal vents on this planet, dude. <laughs> oh, okay, you're right. they're like deep sea tubers. I've been corrected, but you so don't find stupid. you don't so find fu- you don't find reptiles in in fucking Antarctica. No, and you also, fucking don't. Also, how does that planet maintain a temperate, like it a temperature? It well, okay. So the whole thing is predicated on this geo, uh, on these thermal vents, right? Which is an absolutely ridiculous premise. There's no fucking way. Well, I mean, to no even fucking produce, way, MacGruber. To yeah, to even begin to produce that amount of it, of heat, they would need to be at least the size of like olympus mons and on fucking mars like and and be like active fucking volcanoes that like Mm -hmm. constantly spew out magma and shit then maybe then it would then it wouldn't even be class m though right so it's like the whole premise is fucked this was such a bad episode yeah it is you know and it's like okay if someone felt pretty serious about not hunting fine but this was poorly done i think they wanted to examine the uh What's that short story we all read when we were in, in middle school about that guy who hunts humans? The most the, dangerous game? The most dangerous game. I think they wanted to be like, whoa, what would that be like if Enterprise did it? And uh, I got to say that poor execution, guys. <laughs> poor execution. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, all right. All right. This has been the Star Companion. That's right. And... Uh, a little service public service announcement as well for anyone thinking about it uh don't go around kissing slugs oh there's I there's actually a, a tr- go ahead sorry <laughs> i'm losing you oh no i feel like there's oh. a song there don't oh don't go no, chasing waterfalls is what i'm hearing in my mind don't go yeah. kissing slugs don't go kissing shaped shifting slugs um, oh, there's actually better. a, there's a true life story of that. There's actually, there's this guy who, um, who kissed a, a, a slug, um, or maybe ate it. 
uh, back, like maybe about five, ten years ago. And uh, slugs actually carry very potent bacteria on it that can that can wrap around your your spinal cord and and, and paralyze you and make you like a like a like a vegetable. Oh fuck no. Yeah, so if anyone ever dares you to eat a garden slug, don't do it because you could possibly um, become like a, you know, like a vegetable for the rest of your life. Holy shit. Yeah. That's extreme. It is, dude. Um, Not to bring a somber moment yeah. to this awful episode. We're, we're, <laughs> we're also on every major podcasting platform. That too. <laughs> And we got a YouTube channel. Um, send us an email. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, The Star Companion. Fuck yeah. And, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Shit yeah, man. Take care of yourself out there. Thanks for listening.